Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night. It is June 23rd, 2023. Welcome to another edition of Page One with LeVar and Mary. I am LeVar, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? I am doing well, thank you. I heard you're having a rough night. I know. Parlays suck. Um <laughs> Uh, just missed out on a nice $5 paying parlay that would have got me a nice little sum of cash to start my weekend. But um, at the end of the day, that is what happens with parlays. Um, <laughs> really, if ever do I like to bet on baseball because it's so unpredictable. But tonight I kind of had a good feeling about it and got all that way and had had one player uh, wind up a leg short. Ozzy Albies of the Atlanta Braves, you owe me uh, <laughs> for not getting that extra base. Uh, let's just say it would have been some pretty nice change. Um, so, yeah, but that is how it goes with gambling, kids. So uh, you win some, you lose some. Sometimes you lose a lot more. But uh, tonight's show. Um how do I describe tonight's show? Because every week when we put this thing together, um, there are – it kind of goes by what really is going on in the world in a way. Um, we'll talk about some of that here later here because we'll have an expanded host chat tonight uh, and most interesting things that I've read. And then uh, we'll have some of our other stories. It's Potpourri Night. Uh, we'll have a look at what's trending. We'll have Almanac. We will also have the return of the Smoking Gun Files tonight. Um, I love those. <laughs> yes, a couple of goodies from those tonight. Um, and then uh, I have an L Files. Here's the thing. There were two things that I kind of had. For some odd reason tonight, this show lags short <laughs> um, we always say that and then it goes like almost like an hour and 45 minutes but if it lags short I do have an interesting thing that I did see uh, or read if it doesn't occur uh, I'll save it for another week even though it kind of happened right around this time frame but I'll save it um, it's always good. You know, as I'm talking to you, right as the show started, I don't know if you guys get this every once in a while, but for some odd reason, when it comes to allergies, when you have, like, burning eyes, which is the most annoying thing, that's happening to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
second or two here. I'm not able to look at my screen. But I kind of wanted to uh, start the host chat tonight uh, kind of discussing what really has been going on this week. Uh, one story that has captivated the world because there's so much stuff that has come out of uh, the Ocean Gate uh, situation. And uh, I know Mary and I have talked about this uh, off, uh, well, of course, we couldn't talk about the show because it just kind of happened. But we talked a little bit about it. And there's so many, like, sad stories coming out about this and people who are saying that this really didn't have to happen the way that it did. But it's one of also those stories where you have already are seeing memes uh, which is too soon, people. Um, at the end of the day, people lost their lives. Uh, it's a tragic accident. I don't care how rich you were, how poor you were. Um, these are people who probably didn't even see it coming uh, from any indications of what uh, is being discussed. Um, but there's also a little bit of controversy because now some people are saying that some people may have known some things far ahead of us being kind of drugged through this story this week. Um, that the fact that the implosion, not explosion, probably occurred almost within the first few hours of that um, sub. It's not a sub. I have to be careful with that. Because I know people this week are like, it's not a submarine. No, it's not but of that going down into the ocean. And it also brings to mind, too, that is it really worth, at the end of the day, knowing where the Titanic is at, knowing that we have plenty of videos and footage, is it really worth going to – it's like when people try to climb Mount Everest. You know, they talk about the dangers of it, but people do it. Why? For the adventure. Same thing that they did this for this reason was for the adventure to go and see it. And people could say, hey, I was near it, even though it was kind of like a blind leading the blind. Uh, they didn't even know where they were really going once they got down there. Uh, and you have people like James Cameron talking about how the safety warnings were, um, you know, ignored. Is it really worth going to see the footage of the Titanic, knowing of the dangers and the peril that you put yourself and or others in uh, just to get that deep into the ocean. Oh, you want me to answer that? I say no, but that's just me. Um, I get it. There's, there's a, okay. There's a difference between going underwater in a and climbing Mount Everest. People, Mount Everest doesn't move. People know where Mount Everest is. People climb it all the time. And yeah, it's been climbed before, but it's still worth it when you get up to the top and you get to see that view. Until that trek becomes more manageable, I guess. Like, you can climb Mount Everest without having 
any kind of issues. Now, if you go up there without training, without proper, you know, without a proper guide, that's on you. These guys were supposed to be the trainees or the trainers, the proper guides, and they weren't. And I blame the company as much as I, and I, I don't want to blame the victims, but I kind of do. You know, they, they put, they knew what they were getting into. They put their lives into these people's hands. And they signed a waiver that said, if something bad happens, you can't hold us accountable. I think they said that someone. I think they said somebody said who uh, that the word death appears within like like a ton of times within the first few pages of the contract. Mhm. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like the first few times people climbed Mount Everest, yeah, there was going to be more tragedy. But when was the last time you heard? Now, now that I've said it, there's probably going to be one. But <laughs> yes, when thanks. was the last time? heard of somebody climbing to the summit of Mount Everest and having an issue and getting lost. Let's do it that way. Getting lost. And not knowing, but we know that they're no longer part of this mortal coil, but now but we don't know where they went. From what I understand, and, and I'm never going to climb Mount Everest, so don't take the, I, I, I don't know. But from what I understand, that trail, basically, the, the climb, is pretty well, like, you go here, you sleep here, you summit here, and then this is how you make your way down. If you have the right people and Sherpas with you. Right. And then if you don't, Make sure you have a satellite phone because a helicopter can come and get you. They can make their way up there. Whereas Actually, there's no way of getting the rescue down to where that submersible was. It just, it, uh, time here. Over 310 people have died attempting to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Um the most recent years without a known death on the mountain are 1977 and 2020 where permits were suspended. Uh, otherwise, hmm. the upper reaches of the mountain are in the death zone, which is a mountaineering term for altitudes above a certain point. Uh, and because of the atmospheric pressure where the oxygen pressure level is not sufficient to sustain human lives, many deaths in the high altitude mountain have been caused by the effects of the death zone, either directly, which is loss of vital functions, or indirectly, Unwise decisions made under stress or physical weakening leading to accidents. Well, then I stand corrected. Yeah. Uh, the most recent deaths, if you want to know, uh, occurred actually this year. Uh, actually, a, sh- a couple of Sherpas. Uh, as recently as May 25th, uh, there were uh, three people on a uh, – solo expedition who disappeared and they reportedly suffered from uh, high altitude high altitude uh, sickness. Uh, another person also on May 25th, uh, actually in the month of May of 2023 I'm counting this here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 people died. So then why aren't they in the news? I have no idea. And some of those bodies were not recovered. 
I will also add that. Um, so yeah, I guess. Well, then I take back everything I said. I still wouldn't go underwater. <laughs> Not until I mean, I, it's safer to go up Mount Everest, even with the deaths at this point, because there are people that are like, okay, you can't go any further. I'm sorry. It's still safer, in my opinion, that mountain with safety stuff in check because people have done it than to go underwater where people can't even, you you aren't even guaranteed to see anything. I can turn on my television and watch an unmanned submersible go down to Titanic, wander around and get the best view ever from the comfort of my couch. Call my lazy butt a lazy butt. I don't care. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know, um, as I said, it has been deemed a catastrophic implosion uh, that killed all five men on on board. Um, They're saying that, uh, or James Cameron, as I was saying, has talked about, because he revealed that he received the information within 24 hours of the disappearance of that submersible, that it had imploded when it lost communication with its mothership. Um, he received confirmation of a, quote, loud bang within an hour, and that the last week it felt like a prolonged and nightmarish charade. This according to him. Uh, his statement comes after the Wall Street Journal reported that secret U.S. Navy underwater microphones detected the uh, Titan sub's implosion several days ago. Uh, the Navy used the top-secret acoustic detection system to search for any sign of the um, expedition submersible soon after it was reported missing on Sunday. But, of course, we now know that that is not to be. Um, but, yeah, just a horrible, catastrophic story that did not have to – I guess the way it didn't have to happen. Um they have found some debris, and of course, there's those survivors. One of the stories that I think that was even more uh, heartbreaking was about, I think it was one of the sons uh, who went with his father, who did not originally want to go, only went really because it was a chance for him to spend more time with his dad. Um, so, you know, now... You have a situation, and, and you know it, that's the thing. Um, they weren't going there because they had to. They were going because they were all enthusiasts and people who just wanted to see it. But then, of course, the regular Joe uh, has also said, "Hey, um, you know, rich folks once again try to do stuff that's you know not necessarily needed." Um, I think if even some non-rich folks had an opportunity to do it, they probably would have. Um, it's kind of like the ones who always volunteer for space uh, flight or going to Mars. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a chance that you take. But on this one, it was a chance that I don't think that you really had to take, one that you probably shouldn't have took, especially with the equipment that you had, and you didn't really test it. And people were, told, were telling you, that it was not safe. That to me is why it is such a waste of what occurred. Because now you have bad hours of people who are putting their lives in the line, trying to look for you, and millions of dollars in resources uh, that could have went elsewhere. 
all because you failed to do the proper necessary things to get yourself safe. That was interesting this week. Um, I wouldn't do it. I'm too, even if I was probably thinner, I wouldn't do it. I'm too fat to get into a submarine. So, uh, oh, stop. stop. <laughs> the only submarine I would probably get into that I can't and I won't is the yellow submarine. Um, but actually, you no. can Airbnb. There's a yellow submarine that you can stay in the overnight. Yeah, I don't think I want to. <laughs> I'll look at it from I'll, I'll look at it from you know, afar, but probably it's not underwater. Not. It's on. Uh, is it on land? Yep, it's on land. Oh, as long as we gotta go to water, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, anything water? No, I'm good. Um, are ye uh, landlubber? Yes, are. <laughs> Uh, well, that leads us tonight to our almanac. I know last week I kind of uh, not knowing if we were going to uh, be here with you. I kind of gave you a little bit of some of the things to expect for this week. But if you had not listened uh, and you're here, as I said, it tonight is June the 23rd. Um, so pretty much that – why is my calendar messing with me here? Uh, <laughs> there we go, 23rd. <laughs> Everything always wants to mess with me live. Uh, so it is uh, National Detroit-style pizza day. It's International Women in Engineering Day, International Widows Day. Uh, it's United Nations Public Service Day. Take your dog to work day. So if you uh, had a chance to do that today uh, or if you didn't, now you know why some did. <laughs> Uh, National Hydration Day. And I can tell you right now, I actually have a bottle of water right here in front of me. Um, It's National Pecan Sandies Day, and it is National Pink Day. Are you wearing pink? I am. (laughs) And she's going to leave it there. I am. That's as far as you're going. And that's how she wears <laughs> uh, <laughs> my shirt has pink, pink on today. it. Huh? <laughs> hey, little lady. No, my shirt does have pink on it. I've got a pink character from an, an anime on it. Oh. Gotcha. Which makes sense why they're pink, because they're in an anime. But yeah, so there you go. Uh, it could be blue, right? It could be blue, yeah. Or red or black, yeah. There's lots of different colors in anime. You know, they they have this funky Technicolor thing now. Yeah. New I really watched one. I've seen some uh, from other people's like um, their like Insta steps or Snapchat. They're like, I'm watching an anime. Okay. They <laughs> uh, get really involved. Uh, yeah. Then <laughs> it's like a soap opera, I guess. It is. It's exactly like a soap opera. It's just a cartoon. Or a telenova. <laughs> um, tomorrow. Sparky! Yes, Sparky. <laughs> tomorrow is that National Patch Day. It's also International Ragweed Day. Uh, Global Smurf Day. 
And then it is World UFO Day. Do you believe in UFOs? Uh, if you are talking about what UFO actually stands for as an unidentified flying object, then yes. Are you talking about aliens and little green men? I'm going to say they may not be green, but yes. Um, coming down to the, U, the you know, you know, like to the Earth to just visit and observe. I don't think they're visiting the Earth at all, but I do believe that there are alien life forms out in the universe. There's no way that this universe is this big and it doesn't have another form of life. It may not be human. It may not even resemble human, but it's still a form of life. So are you also saying flowers and or like animals and or uh, things bigger than a bread box? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. Absolutely. I'll buy that. All right. I got you. I get what you're cooking. See what you're laying down. Um, <laughs> summer's giving <laughs> is also tomorrow. National Take Back the Lunch Break Day. It's International Fairy Day and National Pralines Day. And then on Sunday, it is World uh, Vitilago Day. Uh, it is Day of the Sea Sur- Seafarer. I'm sorry. I also said Sea Surfer, but it's Day of the Seafarer. Uh, it is National Strawberry Parfait Day on Sunday. Uh, National Leon Day. National Catfish Day. And Sunday, June 25th. It is Global Beatles Day. It's a day where I you know Anna of the Beatles. wonder who that could be. Um, but it is a day that someone may want to hold your hand and ask you to please, please be true because they love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Global Beatles <laughs> Day or GBD commemorates the Beatles' music and their shakeup of the music world. Um, of course, if you know the Beatles history, I don't have to give you the timeline. Uh, so yeah. Uh, if you ask, uh, what's my favorite Beatles song? That is a tough one, but I will say that usually all you need is love is probably one of my favorite ones. Um, Hey Jude. Um, yeah. So that's a couple of my favorite ones. It's like if you ask a Beatles fan really what their favorite one is, it's like it's like trying to pick your like you just can't pick one. Even if I did a top, that would probably be the toughest top five I would ever have to do if you asked me to pick my five favorite Beatles songs. Um, I just couldn't do it. Uh, it would be tough to leave out anything. So. Um, but I will always say favorite moment um, seeing Paul McCartney in concert, which was awesome. Uh, I don't even know if that could be uh, highly doubted. Uh, and then on Monday the 26th, it's International Day Against Drug Abuse and Illicit Trafficking. It's National Barcode Day. It's the International Day in Support of Victims of Torture. National Coconut Day. It's National Chocolate Pudding Day. And it's National Beautician's Day. Uh, Tuesday the 27th is International Pineapple Day. I didn't know that. <laughs> On pizza. 
Hey, I've had pineapple on pizza. Um, Don't at me. It was actually good. (laughs) And uh, Micro, Small, and Medium Enterprises Day is also on Tuesday. National Sunglasses Day. I wear mine at night. Uh, (laughs) I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. National Onion Day. It's National Ice Cream Cake Day. It's also National Orange Blossom Day. National HIV Testing Day. And it's National PTSD Awareness Day. Uh, And then on Wednesday the 28th, uh, it is International Caps Lock Day. Don't do that at work. (laughs) Oh, look at yelling! I'm not yelling at you! Uh, National Logistics Day. It's National Alaska Day. National Parchment Day. It's National Insurance Awareness Day, which I think I've mentioned plenty of times about the importance of life insurance. Um, If you could spend money going out to eat, and if you could spend money on, like, a lot of frivolous stuff that you buy on Amazon, can you imagine if Amazon was smart enough and I don't know why or not, to just sell life insurance as part of, like, a package. Because if you're buying Amazon stuff, you might as well just buy some life insurance, and they might as well just insure you. A monthly payment that comes out of maybe your Prime or whatever membership you have on Amazon, and they'll just deduct, like, whatever amount out of there. I mean, a lot of us buy junk off of it. Let's admit it. We all buy stuff that we don't need. If for one of those times last month, you buy life insurance, if, you know, the inevitable happens or something bad happens, you're not having to go on GoFundMe to get money. That's all I got to say. It's Paul Bunyan Day, and it's also International Body Piercing Day. I said I was going to get my ears pierced that day, right? What day was that again? Yes, Wednesday the 28th. International Body Piercing Day. So. Uh huh. And then on the 29th, it is International Day of the Tropics. It is National Handshake Day. National Almond Butter Crunch Day. National Waffle R Day. It's National Bomb Pop Day. National Camera Day. And then on the 30th, next Friday, to kind of give you a heads up, it is International Day of the International Day of Parliamentary. Oh, take two! It's International Day of Parliamentarism. <laughs> there we go. I got that out. International <laughs> Astro International Asteroid Day. International Cream Tea Day. Ew. I'll get back to that in a second for all my friends uh, overseas. National OOTD Day and Social Media Day. Okay, wait. OOTD Day? That's that's like <laughs> that's like chai tea, where it's tea. Well, actually, OOT is day. outfit of the day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's outfit, outfit of the day. Of the day, day? 
outfit of the day is every day. <laughs> that's like it's saying ID. It's like saying that. I, hey, I only, I'm just the passenger. It says National <laughs> OOTD Day. <laughs> that's what it is. Well, that's what it says. Uh, that International Cream Tea Day. Uh, every year on the last Friday of June, British tradition comes alive at, on International Cream Tea Day, formerly National Cream Tea Day. Uh, this International uh, Day celebrates the tradition of joy at uh, social occasions, lawn parties, and with guests in your home. Around the world, tea enjoys enduring traditions and legendary stories. And when it comes to British cream tea, delicious sandwiches, cakes, biscuits, and scones are a part of the light meal. In fact, cream tea time is always served with jams and creams as part of tradition. So the idea of an afternoon tea came from the 7th Duchess of Bedford in 1840. Between lunch and the late evening meal, uh, Anna would become hungry and would have tea with bread and butter in her room late in the afternoon. Not necessarily a high society affair. Cream tea would become a very small afternoon meal. The tide went over to the evening meal. But over time, those traditions have changed. And today, people enjoy cream tea as part of their social occasions, lawn parties, or a simple small snack to their homes. Uh, but when it comes to cream tea, it's not all uh, the clotted cream. Creamy, thick, clotted cream made from heating raw, full cream, cow's milk, and a steam bath. However, Real clotted cream isn't available in the United States due to the pasteurization and homogenization requirements, which change the fat structure of the milk. Uh, that could be why Americans don't have cream tea daily. Uh, Devonshire cream is the traditional spread over scones and biscuits with a jam spread following. Uh, traditionally, when jam is spread first on top of cream, it's considered Cornish. Between the baking and the brewing, a debate concerning which should be applied first, the jam or the cream. Um, I, why did, I, I, okay. So, yes. You would think I was going over there, but I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though. I will say. I will give this up to them. Clotted cream on a scone is very good. Is very, very good. I... Clotted cream and jam on a scone. Had never tried it until I went over to, for obvious reasons, we don't have clotted cream. But, oh, that was, I was like, can I have, like, four more of these, please? But apparently you're only supposed to eat one because, you know, fat girl. Oh, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can't fit in a sub, I'm eating four scones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hmm. No, hmm. Uh, you know, we should have had tea. Maybe one day we should observe tea time on this show. We're too late for tea time. It's never too late for tea time. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I kind of is. Afraid it might keep you up. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> That's all right. How about how about sweet tea? I want my nap. <laughs> Do they have sweet tea? You can have okay. sugar in your tea. No, 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 no. You know, like the sweet tea that we know here. You know, like the McDonald's sweet tea. Oh, oh or... like Southern sweet tea. Yeah. No. Okay. They do not have <laughs> sweet tea like that. And I will tell you, 
I had somebody try some sweet tea when they were over in the U.S. and they were um, they 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 were they were um, enthralled by it, kind of the way I was with clotted cream. So there you go. I'm like a good sweet. I'm sorry, sweet tea. Oh, if you get a good sweet tea. If you can find also a good sweet tea with a good lemonade, you can have yourself a Arnold Palmer. That's the best of both worlds. Or an iced tea. You could do both. Either or. So. Mm. Either or. So, nope. And for more ingredients, uh, you can check us out every weekday. Or <laughs> That's <laughs> That's all right. Um, <laughs> well, that takes care of the first portion of this program. Uh, L-Files tonight, as all of you know, I am a radio nerd. Um, history of radio, uh, especially here in the United States, if you ask, I will probably point out its many um, personalities and people who um, – help shape radio as it is today, but lost among history is perhaps the person who I think really is responsible for what we now call morning drive radio. Uh, It wasn't what you think of with like traffic and weather and music and everything else, but for almost 35 and a half years, which really, this is where I get confused because they say that his remains the longest tenure for an MC of a network entertainment program. I know there's a lot of other people who have been in something for a lot of years. I know Sir Richard Attenborough has been involved with whatever he has done for 69 years. I know that Pat Sajak here in the States has been doing Will of Fortune for a while, but they said that his is the, uh, his 35 and a half year run as host Remains the longest tenure for an MC of a network entertainment program. So that is why. But he gets lost at time because of the fact that the show that he did from Chicago, even though it was on the road different times, uh, really was one of the most heard shows on the air. Uh, It started on this date 90 years ago. June 23rd, 1933. Um, It started here at 8 a.m. on the NBC Blue Network, uh, and it was called the Pepper Pot originally. And when Don McNeil took it over, it became known as the Breakfast Club. Now, I know for those of you who are used to new radio, know that there is a Breakfast Club that is on today for a different type of show. The original Breakfast Club, or Don McNeil's Breakfast Club, uh, aired from June 23, 1933 to December 27, 1968. Uh, was over the NBC network, Blue Network, and then went to ABC Radio and briefly television. And as I said, originated here from Chicago. Uh, he did not get a sponsor. Now, originally when he started, they wanted the show script. He persuaded them to let him ad-lib the show. And he did not get a sponsor until almost 1941. (laughs) That's a long time without a sponsor. And when he finally did get a sponsor, he gained a lot more households 
and the program showcased a lot of different musicians and comedians, um, and it had four calls to breakfast. One, the beginning one, the second one, and then the third one, which was usually a march around the breakfast table, which a lot of people did in their homes. I was reading a lot of people who grew up around that time and said they marched around the breakfast table at that point because that was the time back then in the 30s, 40s, 50s where dad went off to work, mom was home with the kids until about 8, 9 o'clock. So they would turn on the breakfast club on ABC radio. So happy 90th anniversary to Don McNeil. Now, this isn't a retro moment of the week. I am just going to play the first call to breakfast, which was the opening of the show, as you would have heard it, on its 20th anniversary in 1953. If we have time throughout the evening, I'll play each call to breakfast if we have it. Otherwise, we'll do it another time. But this is what it sounded like on the 20th anniversary, the exact date now 70 years ago today. From the Terrace Casino of the New Morrison Hotel in Chicago, Bobby, the easy new thin curl home permanent for a soft and casual wave and white rain, the wonderful new lotion shampoo that leaves your hair sunshine bright. Invite your family to join the millions of families from coast to coast and listen to America's favorite, Don McNeil and his breakfast club. And here is your Toastmaster, Don McNeil. Good morning, Hallelujah. It's Bobby's call to breakfast. For all of you out there, America at breakfast is on the Good morning to you. This is the big day, and gee, it's great to see you around the breakfast table this morning. Today, June 23rd, 1953, the Breakfast Club is 20 years old, and I wish I could say the same. That was from 20 years ago, the 20th anniversary, which is now the 90th anniversary, so a happy anniversary to the Breakfast Club, which came from Chicago, coming up almost 100 years, which is insane. That's the L-Files. Uh, Retro Moment of the Week is next. We will be back with more Page Well with our Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for joining us on this Friday night. We'll be right back. Introducing Superman Peanut Butter. Made from top quality peanuts through and through for a nutritious taste your whole family will really eat up. No one can resist its unbeatable protein-packed flavor. Mm. New Superman Peanut Butter, now landing at your favorite grocery store. At last, a peanut butter you can look up to. You worked too hard, you ate too much, the cheesecake made you greedy. Let your aching head and stomach hear this message from old Speedy. Alka-Seltzer, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Those speedy bubbles relieve your upset stomach and headache fast. For acid indigestion alone, Alka-Seltzer Gold. Oh, what a relief it is. What a relief. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He's good and plenty candy to make the train run. Charlie! 
You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LeVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one on this Friday night, uh, June 23rd, 2023. Good and plenty. I don't think I ever had good and plenty. You've never had good and plenty? No. Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like good and plenty. (laughs) It didn't look appealing. That's all I'll say. I think that's why I never had it. I, I'm not, I mean, I like my, I'm a jelly bean kid, so, you know, like, I like my jelly beans, but that they didn't taste like jelly beans, saw them, they looked like jelly beans, and then they didn't taste like it. They tasted like, um. you remember those uh, wax, like, Coke candies that they used to have, the wax mm-hmm. bottles that you chew, top off, and then you squeeze the liquid out of? I think I remember. Am I... Yeah, so they tasted like the wax coating, not the squeezy stuff out of the bottle. Yeah. God, that's a retro <laughs> moment. I'm so old. So old. Ew. <laughs> that did not help me in any way to have good. Oh, I, I, you could take my opinion for what it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that it's good or bad. I, well, yes, I am. I didn't like them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, thousands of retro moments of the week. Um, Superman peanut butter. I think I don't know why I briefly remember that. Um, I don't think it was on the I don't think it was on the store shelves for a lot of years, but I know that was from early nineteen eighty. So yeah. Superman peanut butter. But an interesting thing that came out within the last twenty four hours uh involved encompasses part of the NCAA. But an NCAA panel is calling for the removal of marijuana or marijuana from the organization's list of bad drugs, suggesting that testing should be limited to performance-enhancing substances. The uh, the proposal, which was released from the Committee on Competitive Safeguards and Medical Aspects of Sports, would mark a big change for the NCAA, which has been conducting drug tests at championship events since 1986. Committee members recommended halting cannabis tests at such events until a final decision is made, likely this fall. Uh, legislation would still have to be introduced and approved by all three NCAA divisions to take effect. Administrators in Divisions uh, 2 and 3 had asked the committee to study the issue. Uh, It comes as the U.S. is seeing more and more states allowing medical or recreational marijuana use. Now, earlier this year, the committee increased the THC threshold needed for a positive test and recommended revamped penalties for athletes. The threshold for THC, which is the uh, psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, was raised from 35 to 150 nanograms per milliliter. Doggone math. Matching that uh, of the World Anti-Doping Agency. 
Now, the committee noted last December that marijuana and its byproducts are not considered performance-enhancing substances. Instead of focusing on penalties for cannabis use, the panel suggested stressing policies that focus on the potential threats for marijuana use and the need to reduce the harm and use of cannabis products. Uh, it's also recommended schools that test to use these results to help find problematic cannabis use. The committee also wants to provide schools with additional guidelines about it. And separately, the proposal proposed setting a threshold of 0.1 nanograms per milliliter as a trace level for the hormone GW1516 in hopes of preventing athletes from becoming ineligible because of ingesting the substance unintentionally from contaminated supplements. Uh, the substance was initially designed for diabetes treatment, but was discontinued in 2007. It's been linked to positive doping tests and endurance-related sports. Um, as that goes, is this something that you see will be a good thing? Is it overdue? And is this something that a lot of other sports should be looking at? I mean, uh, I guess. I'll say. <laughs> That, that's that's that like the. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Um, okay. I see where they're going, so we're going to start there. I see where they're going. It's not a performance enhancing. If anything, it reduces performance. The slows your reaction times. It it slows the um, firing in your brain receptors like I've seen people and when you're high you're mellow so um, I can see where they're saying that that should just be removed however and I'm naive in this and I know it's not true that any athlete that's performing uh, any sport and getting either A paid for it or B paid for it via a different end going to the Olympics getting scholarship money now with the NCAA being able to do their advertising and branding, that you should not be on any kind of narcotic. And it is still, as as much as marijuana is, I think it should be taken off as a Schedule One drug, but it is still a Schedule One, and it is still illegal. It is still a drug that can be, you can be charged with a crime in the United States at the federal level. Just because most of the states have done away with those or have decriminalized it does not mean that it is a legal drug. So what they're saying is we're not going to test you for illegal substances because it's not performance enhancing. (laughs) What's next, cocaine? Like, I... I'm so I'm so jaded. I'm so jaded. I understand what they're saying, so I'm not against it. Also, want to tell people to get off your lawn while you're. Yes, and I'm going to throw some cats too. I mean, just for good measure. Man. It was a stone groove, my man. Yeah, pretty much was. But uh, it was. Uh, I don't know. Where uh, here's the thing, I don't, I don't use marijuana, but marijuana. <laughs> I don't use it. I don't smoke weed. I mean, if you want to, 
power, more power to you. But as we get more and more athletes who we know blatantly and like, because here's the thing, more athletes now, what do you see them do? And I know it has nothing to do with what I'm, where I'm going, but a lot of them, you see them when they celebrate, they automatically pull out the cigars. A lot of them, any off season, will probably not even, uh, you know, be too afraid to tell you what they kind of do in their spare time. Um, they keep it pretty much on the DL, but we all know, based off of how they were in college, uh, that they probably didn't stop. So, I don't think it is, I mean, unless somebody does some studies and come back to me and say, hey, smoking marijuana, like, increases, like, <laughs> your power and, like, your speed, which we all know it doesn't. Um, and for anybody that knows somebody that's been a pothead, you know exactly it's the opposite. So, until you can kind of come to me, I really don't see the big deal with increasing it because it will, and I guess unless you give them like, hey, if you smoke it this many times a week, then your levels could be at this point. Or if you smoke these particular strains, it's going to be at this point, which in some ways all it's doing is it's saying, hey, it's okay to go ahead and smoke it, but smoke at your own risk. Because if you smoke too much of it and we drug test you and it's more than the milliliters of THC that's supposed to be, you're going to be in trouble. And that's almost as confusing as going down the road and seeing that it's 50 miles an hour and then five feet later, it's 30. <laughs> it's like, hey, you can speak, right. but about 10 feet from now, you got to slow down and do 30. <laughs> I don't understand it, but um, I don't think it's going to really widely change the spectrum of what these athletes do. I mean, it might allow them to do one or two a week instead of the, probably the none that they had to do during the season, whatever. But it's something that I think is eventually going to probably, as we see, um, you know, uh, contracts between players' unions and owners or uh, the league develop. And I think it's also happening in the NBA, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, things that they want in the next contract as well when it comes to recreational drug use, of not being tested for particular things. It's the age that we now live in. You know, back then, you know, you probably had some people who waited until the off season to do what they were going to do because we're fearful of getting tested for it during the season. Now you've got athletes who probably do this quite more often than what we care to know. And at that point, if it does not increase or give an unfair advantage to, I don't see an issue. Uh, and I'm being very liberal on this. <laughs> Normally I'm not, but I don't see an issue with raising specific levels. But with that, as I tell anybody, it's almost a trap because if they increase it, how do you know what this level to this level is the equivalent of? If you don't want to, if you see uh-huh. what I'm saying, you know, so it's kind of like, they're like, Oh yeah, you can go ahead and smoke your weed. But if you smoke too much <laughs> and we all know 
that there are some people who you can give an inch and they will take a mile. And then those would be the mm-hmm. same people who get drug tested and was like, well, with the new rule, I didn't know. And you know that's going to happen. So it's going to cause a lot of uh, confusion. I just hope that there are guidelines given to these kids about just exactly what you could do, which would cause you a little bit of problem, uh, and what you can do that will keep you off of, you know, uh, or away from trouble. Um, these kids already know. They don't care. You could tell them that it rots your brain, which adults used to do for years, and tell their kids that, and they're like, no, it doesn't. There's no studies, man. And that's the first argument. Uh, until we know of long-term smoking from certain strands or, you know, it's kind of like with people with the vape pens. You kind of have a bad feeling of where that's eventually going to go, but people who do vape pens really don't give a crap. And they're going to continue doing their vape pens uh, because, quote, there's no studies out there that show what happens with long-term vaping, and so they're going to continue doing it. So, you know, I don't know. It's 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 almost a trap. If you're an athlete who does that type of thing, just continue doing what you're doing, and that's probably little or next to non dirk season. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, here's what I here's again. I'm the negative Nancy, right? What the heck? Um, and I'm normally not. Um, <laughs> but from what I've seen, and this includes you know reports from the the news and outside news outlets and experience. People that are given that inch, that take that mile, also forget that there are other rules in play. Just because the one thing that you're worried about now has changed the rules doesn't mean everything else has. Just because the NCAA isn't going to test you for weed doesn't mean you're not going to get pulled over and if you got weed on, you get arrested. And that's a different thing for the NCAA. You know, that's a different kind of violation. Um, it doesn't mean that you, when you end up in a different country over the summer and you brought your weed pen with you, um, that you're not going to get arrested and now stuck in a different country. Just because the NCAA, and I'm putting this in air quotes, decriminalizes this, fairly mean that everywhere is okay now. And ignorance does not constitute a defense. Oh, I didn't know. My parents, and I say beat, they didn't beat me, but beat that into my head. (laughs) Just because you say I didn't know, yeah, you did. Otherwise, you wouldn't try to use the I didn't know. Or your common sense needs to tell you that doesn't feel right. So I don't know is not going to get you off the hook in backyardistan when you bring your weed over there and now are in their Chinese prison. You know, I don't. I'm, I'm making up stuff. But I'm just saying people aren't smart <laughs> or using their full potential <laughs> when it comes to, hey, I'm going to try this. So although I agree that it probably should not be tested for anymore because it is not a performance-enhancing thing, remember that it is still a drug. Period. And and this goes for, I know this is going to sound weird, but this goes for other things too. There are other Schedule 1 drugs. Um, 
drugs used for um, autism or anxiety or ADHD, some of those are controlled substances that if you take them into a different country, you can be, if they search you and find it, be arrested for. And those are prescribed medications. So it's, I'm not saying it just because it's weed. I'm saying it because people can be dumb and it doesn't seem like common sense is all that common anymore. No. Uh, the mom inside me. Well, remember, it can happen to the best of us, kids. pills that work for you kids <laughs> how'd that work out Drinking that yeah how'd that tea. work out for <laughs> it didn't back the drug pusher <laughs> i know that course is trash remember that <laughs> <laughs> we need to, that's a whole show on to its own those are the most hilarious videos, Zach Morris' track. Because it is, some of that stuff is true. <laughs> they made Zach just to be just a, such a bad guy. You know, if they ever do come out, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if a few I know they already tried to come out with the newer Saved by the Bell. But they kind of do like a retro, like, uh, like uh, Saved by the Bell, where it goes back and it's darker. I can, see, I can see where Zach is like the drug pusher or the person that leads you to like, it's just bad. <laughs> Anyway. Fat and bald and pushing drugs. Yes. <laughs> um, so there are a lot of things that are trending tonight. Um, and one of them um, is Vladimir Putin. Um, because that is the number one trending thing in the world. There is a coup, literally underway in Russia with an outcome yet to be determined. Uh, there is a group, and from what we understand it, uh, it is uh, a Wagner group, uh, which is pretty much uh, storming the headquarters of the Russian Defense Ministry and Rostov, Russia, which means they're well on their way to Moscow. Uh, it literally is, as some people are saying it, it seems to be like a coup in real time, uh, just watching it. Um, and that it is uh, 30,000 soldiers who have now taken control of a large area north of the Russian city of Rostov. Um, I don't know the long-term history. I am not uh, too versed in world affairs to give you more on this. Um, but from all things as we are seeing here on social media, which, you know, there are times in which social media is good, at times they are bad, and at times where it's downright interesting. And to watch what is happening there in real time uh, and um, watching, you know, uh, what is going on, um, this is pretty interesting. Uh, and we'll see where this goes throughout the weekend. Um, 
the Cincinnati Reds are trending. I think I kind of mentioned that more at the top of the show, uh, more so because they've won their 12th straight tonight over the Atlanta Braves 11-10. to uh, Also within that game, Ellie De La Cruz, the Cincinnati rookie who has become a uh, megastar here in such a short time, uh, hit for the cycle. Uh, it is their first cycle since 1989. Uh, if you are an 80s baseball fan growing up, you should know who the last Reds player to hit for the cycle was without going to Google. You have to take probably one of the... <laughs> Eric Davis. That Eric was, Davis. That was great, right? One we're not supposed to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. WWE SmackDown is also trending tonight. Um, and uh, AEW Rampage is trending. Uh, Queen Radio is uh, trending. Uh, that is Nicki Minaj's uh, show on AMP, um, which I think started about a couple of hours ago, um, and that's trending tonight. Uh, also, uh, trending in the news um is uh, a lot of baseball. Um, I know James Bond is trending <laughs> uh, because the Casino Royale director, Martin Campbell, says that Henry uh, Cavill would have been an excellent James Bond if Daniel Craig didn't exist at the time. They said he looked great in the audition and his acting was tremendous. Uh, so he almost was. <laughs> um Makes me wonder if they might still go back to that. You mean the, you mean the Superman with the beard, Henry Cap, yeah. Henry Cavill? Yeah. No, 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 no. He is not a Bond. No. Well, they said he was great. Well, the producer director said he was great. I was, I'm glad, Chris. I, I was just gonna say, great first. <laughs> <laughs> For who? Wrong heart throb. I said I was just about to say Greg Ferguson. <laughs> no. that would, I would watch. Wrong I would go and throb. watch those James Bond movies if it was Craig Ferguson. <laughs> Wrong heart throb, ladies. I'm sorry. I, 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 I would. I would absolutely watch those James Bond. Like, are you sure that's your pick there, Goldfinger? Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> If he, if he brings along if he brings along Greg the talking skeleton, I would be all game. <laughs> like all in. Yes. He's not double O seven, he's double O uh. <laughs> <laughs> Eat more Four. tricks. More tricks for everybody. <laughs> yes. That's you know what, you might have said that <laughs> error. Huh? Take it Twitter. Yeah, I'm all, man, I'm here for it. <laughs> I want that. I want that. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah. Hey, hey. Hey. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm like, who were you going to say before you had that 40 and 40? <laughs> Out of my brain, I have a statement. Now I, all I have is Craig Ferguson. Oh my god! That's all. Now you're gonna. 
That's all that you're going to be thinking of. Jason, it's I know I going to live rent-free. I can't do anything about it. Craig Ferguson is 007. <laughs> no, he's like 004. He's like four. quite seven.
get whatever in like a oh. year or so. I mean, if she's going every week, dang. I mean, I get it. And bravo to her, but whew. But she's saving money. I mean, I I would pay $3,200 for a studio apartment. Right. I don't pay $3,200 for my house now. Uh, yeah, for a studio though, that's that's kind of like man. I hate to see what like a two three bedroom is. Um, that's what I'm saying. I got a three bedroom, two story, and I don't pay that. Right. That's crazy, man. Uh, you East Coasters, man, I would revolt against that. You know who you need? You need Craig Ferguson. Before. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Europe. <laughs> yes. Gonna have Craig just run for everything, just do everything. Um from the I thought I've seen it all file. An airline passenger bought a projector onto a plane and used it to watch a feature film on an overhead bed during a flight. Uh Douglas uh <laughs> Lazy Kirk, a fellow traveler who captured cell phone video of the movie, thought he had seen it all. He says, I've flown on more than 800 flights to 147 countries and never seen anything like it. Adding that the projectionist had three seats to himself and simply, quote, put it on to watch. The cell phone video shows the 2000 Mel Gibson movie, The Patriot, illuminating the overhead compartment to the cabin, complete with captions. <laughs> the Patriot? Seriously? <laughs> hey, it's not a bad movie. I like that movie. I if I was on that plane, I'd enjoy the show. I'd be pissed if it was behind me though. If I'm putting the movie on the overhead bin, it's gotta be airplane. <laughs> <laughs> they might get that might be offensive to somebody in this woke society. So you know. Uh, well, but that would be fun playing on airplane. Yeah. Uh, from the. Uh, close but no cigar files from Potpourri. Uh, a 619-pound blue marlin was disqualified from a fishing tournament in North Carolina over the weekend because of apparent bite marks on its flesh, depriving anglers of more than $3.5 million in prize money. Fishermen on the boat sensation believed that they had landed the winning fish at the 65th Big Rock Blue Marlin Tournament in Moorhead City, North Carolina, hauling in the year's first catch to surpass the 500-pound mark and earning an additional $739,500 in the process. However, when tournament officials went the way to Marlin, they found a chunk missing from its side and disqualified it. It's the final hour, the final day, and we fought with it for six hours, the captain told the Washington Post. It's a tough pill to swallow. Tournament officials released a statement on Sunday saying that it was deemed that the fish was mutilated before it was landed or boated, and therefore it was disqualified. The International Game Fish Association says the fish is ineligible to win if it suffers damage, quote, prior to landing or boating the catch caused by sharks, other fish, mammals, or propellers that remove or penetrate the flesh. As a result, the tournament title and the $2.77 million first prize went to the boat Sushi, which reeled in a marlin weighing 484.5 pounds. So sushi runs. Sushi runs. <laughs> uh, an update to an earlier story that we told you about a while ago. Uh, 
a man who, was pay, who paid a former employee's final paycheck in oily pennies has been ordered to pay the man and eight other former employees over $39,000. A consent judgment against Miles Walker and AOK Luxury Auto Works ordered the company to pay former employee Andreas Flatten and several other employees $19,967.09 in back wages, as well as the same amount in liquidated damages. The total sum is $39,934.18. Flatten told the Atlanta News First on Monday that he was happy that justice was served, and he firmly believes in karma now. Uh, Walker paid his final paycheck in nearly $1,000 in oily pennies in May of 2021. In an interview with the Atlanta News First at the time, he said it doesn't matter. He got paid. That's all that matters. He's an effing weenie for even bringing it up. Uh, Flatten said he initially began cleaning the coins himself to start for assistance. He didn't have to deal with cleaning too many of them. He got through a couple of handfuls, was about ready to give up completely, and then they reached out, and that was really nice, he said. In addition to playing Flatten, AOK and Walker must remove, quote, all photographs of and references to former employee Andreas Flatten and is permanently enjoined from posting photographs of or references to him on their website or any other website or social media site. Justice is served. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what so, happened yeah. to don't be a dick? Like that was that. I thought that was supposed to be rule number one. Don't be a dick. That's that's supposed to be, and unfortunately, uh, some people still are. Uh, but speaking of people who aren't, there's always good news for those people. And an age-old question where many might dream of spending their uh, theoretical earnings on a luxury vacation, buying a new house, or splurging on a nice car. However, one Colorado man would be happy to spend part of his $3.8 million winnings on a new vacuum. 69-year-old Bill yeah, – yes, a vacuum. 69-year-old Bill S. of Carbondale is Colorado's latest millionaire. The Colorado Lottery said that Bill won $3.8 million on its June 10th drawing of Colorado Lotto Plus. Its winning ticket matched all six numbers. Uh, the lucky $2 ticket was sold at the city market in Carbondale. Bill said he's been playing the lottery weekly for 10 years, but this, of course, is his biggest prize by far. He told the Colorado Lottery that he, uh, when he saw it, he hit the jackpot. He was beyond belief and has been tripling ever since. He went home with the cash option of $1.9 million dollars. He enjoys a simple life, and when he was asked about how he would spend his newfound fortune, he said that he would maybe take a trade trip and buy a new vacuum. He's retired and on a fixed budget, so he hasn't been able to go horseback riding or paragliding, which is two of his favorite Colorado outfits. With his earning, he plans on, uh, he plans to get back to the things he loves, and he also wants to give back to his local community. He plans to get 100 gift cards and give them to the people at his local city market because, quote, they are nice to him. Uh, he is a retired trauma nurse who worked in New York City for 30 years before moving to Colorado and working at the Aspen Valley Hospital until he retired in 2022. How about that? Well, congratulations to him. A vacuum. I hope he's taking one of those, like, first class, all you know, like the all-glass room kind of train rides, not, not like a crappy budget one. <laughs> yeah. he sounds like he's that kind of guy <laughs> uh, 
I had this other story. I don't even know how to begin with this one, and I might save it for the next we meet. It's about regional dialect across the U.S. and how it's explained if whether you say pop or soda. Um, what, did interesting study. No, there's an interesting study that came from that. Um, chances are where you live affects how you ask for a soft drink and everything uh, to do with your vernacular. Uh, I will save that until next we meet. Um, so uh, remind me of that. But Full that leads, <laughs> yes. Take, uh, leave that as a note. <laughs> um, but that leads me to the final phase of tonight, and I know you've waited long enough, and that is the, um, <laughs> the Spoken Gun Files, which we love on this show. Um, so, of course, we have to have one of a Florida man. <laughs> uh, liberated. <laughs> I, I feel... <laughs> You know, like I said, I, I usually talk about the great, late, great Larry Lujak, um, who reigned supreme here in the Midwest on WLS. He used to do animal stories. I feel this is more like people stories now. <laughs> Dateline, <laughs> Florida. An inebriated Florida man was drinking a can of, quote, Florida man beer when arrested Tuesday night for disorderly intoxication. Seth Thomas allegedly was, quote, yelling at traffic while walking in the roadway in front of traffic and refusing to stop when he was collared by sheriff's deputies on a street in Seminole, a city in the Tampa Bay area. Thomas cops say he was drinking from a can of Florida man at the time of his arrest. The beer, which is produced by the Tampa-based Cigar City Brewing, is a double India pale that is, quote, brewed with a uh, nearly criminal amount of hops and a moderate bitterness that just about matches Florida man's general disposition. Thomas was arrested for disorderly intoxication and misdemeanor and booked into the Pinellas County Jail. He was released from custody after posting a $100 bond. His rap sheet includes recent convictions for obstructing police trespassing, possession of open alcohol, and disorderly intoxication. No word on if he has any more Florida man to share with the group. Yay, Florida man. <laughs> then, of course, what is a story of not just one Florida man, but two? This, Ooh, another Florida man, as police were busting him, a small pink vibrator fell out of his pants of a Florida man suspected of stealing an assortment of sexual aids from a Target store. Starting to a larceny call on Monday afternoon, cops confronted David Romero as he sat in his Dodge Ram near the Target in Palm Coast. It's about 25 miles north of Daytona Beach, if you're wondering. While the handcuffed Romero was being placed in the rear of a police cruiser, quote, a small pink vibrator fell out of his pants. The item was later revealed to have been stolen from Target. I didn't know that Target sold those. A subsequent search of his truck turned up an assortment of other stolen goods, including Trojan and skin condoms, Hello Cake lubricant, and Promescence, <laughs> which is a climax control spray. A target loss prevention officer told cops that Romero hid the items in a piece of shapewear that he did not scan at the self-checkout line. 
merchandise found in his truck. Romero claims the items had been in his vehicle for days. Police added that Romero, quote, further stated that he was going to use those items today on his wife because he was working all day yesterday and he could not celebrate Father's Day with her. Romero, who lives eight miles from the Target store, was charged with a misdemeanor for allegedly swiping goods worth one hundred eighty-seven dollars and twenty-three cents. He's being held in the Flagler County Jail in lieu of a three thousand dollars bond. Uh, by the way, in addition to the Target matter, he's facing two other pending theft cases, one of which involves five separate shoplifting incidents at a Walmart in Palm Coast. No work, Apparently General. he understands the whole pay option. It's not buy now, pay later. You pay now. In this case, wasn't good to be safe than sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Father's God. Father's Day? Father's Day? <laughs> I thought you spent that with the kids. <laughs> well, you know. Notice that was a part of it, too. That was part of what led to being a father. I'm just saying. I understand. Just saying. <laughs> oh, Florida, you never cease to amaze. <laughs> We're going to be that. sad when you fall in. Sad when they fall into the ocean. Yes, very. Where else can we get our our interesting stories? Well, you're still Alabama. <laughs> I like the <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> and with that, um did you have any shout outs this week? I do. One oh. of the mermaids turned twenty today, so happy birthday, it's so tiny. Um, oh birthday. So, yep. So they uh no longer teen, but not old enough to drink. But not old enough to drink. <laughs> um, so that's my big shout out. But uh, go carbs, uh, go Cubs. The Cubs and Cards are playing this weekend no, you in said London. No, so, <laughs> no, no cards. Um, no. Go Cubs, Cubby. Um, but yeah, the play, Cubs Cardinals are playing in London. So my UK peeps. Keep me updated because they're probably playing while I'm asleep. No, actually, one of the games tomorrow, I believe, is going to be on time. I know the Sunday game is early in the morning. Uh, I do believe uh-huh. you'll be up in time with coffee to be able to watch that game. <laughs> with coffee. Watching, hey, you want to watch baseball at 3 a.m.? Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, that that was my shout out, and then of course, hey, 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 hey. cross pond. Yeah. Awesome. So there we go. I don't have any. Um, <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Um, so yeah, with that, thank you all so much for listening to us on this Friday night. Um, are we here next week? Are we here next week? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're here next week. Unless you have something going on. No, no, no. Nope. I've got nothing going on but the rent. 
Uh, I'll be here next week. Hey, <laughs> 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 nothing going on with the rent. <laughs> uh, I'll be here next week, which will be the last show for the month of June. Yep. And the last day of June. Happy summer, yep. by the way. Uh, we're now in summer. Yep. Happy so, official summer. Yes. So we are in summer, uh, well underway. Doesn't feel like it in some places, but we're here. And um, I do know in a lot of cities, uh, they will be celebrating Pride Weekend this weekend. Another parade's here in Chicago on Sunday. Um, so happy Pride to those going out and celebrating. And then, um, yeah, just stay safe. Next lot going on. Uh, the holidays are upon us. Uh, a lot of people... I'm sure next weekend especially will be starting their travels and going out and celebrating the 4th kind of early, being as it lands on the Tuesday afterward. <laughs> so uh, when next we meet, it'll be the start of a holiday weekend for a lot of people here in the state. So uh, with that, um, we hope that you join us next Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern time, 9 o'clock Central. And if you can't catch us live, at least you can catch us on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and here on Blog Talk Radio as a podcast. Uh, tell a friend, and we thank you for listening. And until next we meet, for Mary, I'm Lavar. Thanks so much, everyone. And as always, in closing, well, Don McNeil used to say, be good to your neighbor. But I like the Jerry Springer finish is saying, uh, take care of yourselves and each other. Uh, Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye! Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams. Thanks for listening to Page Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at NewsCommentBTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.